Welcome back to Inside Creativity. I'm your host, Savi Ma. Today we're bringing you the second part of our conversation with Mike Barden, who goes by the artist name I-I. If you've landed here in episode two and you haven't heard the first yet, no worries at all. Just sink right in. This episode stands on its own. It's amazing. Listen through. Enjoy the experience. And when you're finished, you can go back and find episode one. In today's episode, Mike takes us through more of his creative process. We learn what it really is for him to allow stream of consciousness, music, to be created through him. We talk more deeply about what does this even mean, timelessness and presence. And then, as promised, there's a musical experience for you all in this episode. It's a beautiful piece of music that I think has to be named Inside Creativity because we all co-created it together. And now, enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Well, Mike, I just want to thank you. This has been an amazing conversation. I have no doubt that we could continue to explore this topic for a long time. And actually, I look forward to the possibility that we can do more shows together in the future. Um, one of the things that I want to make sure that we have time to talk about, because, well, there's some music that's playing at the beginning of this episode and at the end of this episode. And this is actually a project that you're currently working on and it's going to be a YouTube series, or it is already. You've got several videos up on your YouTube channel already related to it. So I'm going to let you introduce that project and tell us what it's like when you're creating a project that is developed through this process of stream of consciousness creativity, and you don't exactly know where it started, where it's ending, and what's happening with it. How does that become a project? Yeah, um, I. it's... Because I had settled into this approach, and like as you know, I like I have formal background in composition, so I understand about structure of compositions and you know tech, techniques of composition. So like I'm, I'm trained in all that stuff. But in light of I minus I, I also really wanted to kind of turn that on its head and just ask the question: So what if we what if we built music from a different direction and and so instead of starting with a master plan and a structure and a and a sound and an idea that i was you know aiming for what if we just started with something and then let that build into something that we're not planning and so that's what i decided to call stream of consciousness creativity then i thought well wouldn't it be cool if i actually just do this on camera you know, and then just help people see just for like almost like a documentary uh, purpose of like, let's see how this one song comes together starting from the beginning and all the process that it goes through. So that's what I decided to do. So I started that um, on YouTube with a, um, a video series. I think there's like maybe seven of them by now started off with just like so i literally improvised on the camera with just the opening like guitar stuff that i played i had no context i had no rhythm in mind i just started playing some notes and then from there 
I built up the next layers and just using my ear. And really, that's really what it was. You know, if there's my my musical brain fits into it at all, it's just simply listening and responding to what I hear and then just asking myself, well, what would be the next thing to go here? And what would that sound like? And what instrument should I use? What kind of sound? And so like, I'd go through that whole process all the way up to the end. And so the, the track that you mentioned that you're playing um, with this video is called Emergence, and that is the end result of it. And which I really like. I mean, this is one of my favorite ones that I've done. It's really unusual. It's unique. It's very expansive and spacious sounding. It's got a soaring kind of quality to it that I really like. And it's uh, it's not anything I planned, you know, which is pretty cool. Like a, the, the original things that I played on guitar, like in that first video, you could barely even see the resemblance. Totally. Yeah, that's what it came to. Yeah, I've watched the series up to the point that you've shared. I'm not over it yet. Like, I really need more episodes. I'm like all in. I want more. I think that the process is really, really inspiring and interesting. One of the things that I really appreciated and kind of blew my mind when I listened to the first video of you just like finding that first pattern I was like, wow, that, that's cool enough in and of itself. But what I, and I think it's maybe at the beginning of the second one, there's spoilers here, guys, spoiler alert. <laughs> when you come into the second one, um, you, you put it into the program that you're working with. I don't know if you use Logic or what. It looked fancier than lo- my version of Logic. I don't know. But anyway, uh, you, you put it in and you're like, oh, this is going to be interesting. It's three bars. <laughs> Yeah, that was a fun little um, little problem to solve. But you know what I thought was cool about that was the genuineness and the authenticity because had your mental brain been involved in creating that first riff, you totally would have known that it was three bars. And you wouldn't have let it stay like that. You would have had to change it because your mind self, personal self would have said, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. But you allowed yourself to break some rules and figured out a way not figured out, allowed a way to present itself where it was all going to work. It was like, it was not only that, not only three bar phrase, but it was also the two guitar parts that I came up with were, they were like, they're literally polyrhythmic. But it worked. Why? How? Nothing that had to do with even the ultimate tempo that I picked. So it didn't right. matter one. <laughs> and so, but then, yeah, so I'd found a way to, I find, I found a way to make it work, but it was using one of the, the tools that actually takes that music and chops it up and makes it more rhythmic. So, but I used both. I, I used the version of it that's not chopped up to make it sound more, um, you know, abstract. And then I kept the version that's more chopped up to make it more sound more rhythmic. And I think it's in the seventh episode. I'm going to give another spoiler. Yeah. I think it's in that last episode that you've got up so far where you're like, well, I thought maybe I'd be at a completion point right now, but I'm kind of not really there. And there's some more stuff happening. And so I love that too, because it was like, yeah, in real time, you're just telling us, okay, here's what's happening. This is what's going on. Exactly. That's what I wanted to do, because that's how it goes. It's like, there's nothing neat or, you know, simple about it. It's always just this, this big, messy adventure is really, it's, that's how it goes. And there's, there's points where you hit that you were like, you know, this 
is just sounds like a big mess right now. Like none of this seems to even go together together anymore. But you just stick with it and you just pick it apart and you're like, well, maybe we don't need this here. And then it thins out and then it like takes some shape and you're like, oh, okay. You know, so that that's how it goes. Yeah. That's what I wanted to show. What about it? What about in the journey and the process? How did you like, you know, okay. So is this another spoiler if I say that the keys come in? Yeah. Was that at all a part of your thought process as you were going in? Like, I know the keys are going to come in. I just don't know when. And then, then that well, happened. Are you talking about like the, where the electric piano part comes in and the, near the beginning or are you talking nope. about? Way to the end. Like okay, so like there's more like an improvised piano part. Yeah, that. Yeah, that was um, that was also I went off the grid there too. Um, <laughs> I love these journeys. <laughs> right. I knew like one thing I realized, and this is just I play piano so much, especially in the Transforma stuff. But I realized I hadn't done anything like really improvisatory or on piano in on my other I minus I things because I was just. That isn't what I was thinking. But then I thought, you know, I should really just, I really should just do something like that. So then I decided to improvise something again, but I also didn't want to be like strictly stuck with, you know, the rigid chord progressions and the, and the timing that I had established already. So when I improvised that part, I kind of turned all that stuff off. So I wasn't even hearing any of that. And then I just played stuff. And then I just stuck it on there in that open spot. <laughs> and uh, and then I found, again, like there's tools that you can use to like shape the sound. So, so even though it didn't really match anything what was going on, I didn't want it to be completely disorienting. So like I used a, a delay, like an echo effect that started to like pull things back into the you know, the grid of that. Which lends itself to the overall ethereal feel of it anyway. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I think you're brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I really do. We have a very special experience treat that we want to co-create here as part of this episode. Before we go into that, I have one more question, because for you, I really feel like this whole, what is creativity to you? It's, it's become this experience where you recognize presence as you. And so in that experience, you're the observer. Presence is the observer. What is it like when you're, maybe you can speak to it in the realm of creating emergence, because I, I can't imagine that this doesn't happen somewhat, because you are Mike as a person also. What does it feel like or what happens when the observer is doing the observer thing? And then Mike pops in and says, hey, wait a minute. You know, do thoughts pop in? And then do you have that experience of, wait, who's observing the observer? Muji talks about that, like, and helps people to really come back to, you know, just the purity of that presence again. Can you speak to that at all? Like, as you're going through this, it's like a dance, Sort of. Are you talking about like when I'm specifically creating music? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you can talk to me about it in any, <laughs> in any context, but especially when you're doing the music. I think maybe one way that I can explain that is like for anybody, and I'm sure, you know, the, anybody that's had like any level of experience with a meditative practice, 
I mean, the, 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 the balance of that is exactly the same thing. It's like, it's not like, you know, it's not like the, the stereotype of the misconception that you're emptying yourself of all thoughts. It's that all that stuff happens and, um, but you're letting it happen and not, you know, like, like Muji would say, logging into it. Like it's not, there you go. You're not like investing in that and necessarily chasing every thing that flies through your head or every emotion that flies up or, you know, goes up or down within yourself. So, um, oh yeah, for sure. Like, so I have, you know, as you know, like as a, as a jazz musician, I've been improvising for a long time and especially in a live situation, there's like, so it's, I'm, I'm just kind of using that as an example and I'll just pull that back to this, but there's like a thousand million different things that can distract you or like throw you when you're improvising in front of people in a live setting, not only in front of an audience, but in front of other musicians that you respect and you don't want to look, you know, like an idiot in front of, you know, so there's all that stuff. So all that stuff of like, well, I have to be good enough. I have to do this. I have to, you know, um, I have enough experience with that to know that like, if I get too wrapped up in those kinds of thinkings that I probably will not do that well because I'll be so distracted by that. Um, I do the best when it's like, that doesn't matter. What I just need to do is listen to what's going on right now, specifically in the music, and just respond to that specifically in this moment. That's the thing. And so it's the same thing when I'm making any of this music. It's, um, I, you know, I think the more you do it, maybe you, get, maybe you do get a little bit, you know, easier at it. I just have to listen like if there's an observer part of it it's just listening paying attention to what's going on musically and then just responding you know and I don't think about necessarily all of the there's like no way I can possibly think of all the you know mechanical and mental things that go on in the process of like music going through fingers like that can't you know I can't possibly think of that um but as as I'm just listening and I'm just responding you know, through my fingers, um, it is what it is. And like when you're just listening and responding and that's all, um, it tends to shut out all that, all that other noise is kind of what I'm trying to get at here. Yeah, I hear you. That's, that's exactly what I wanted you to sort of lay out for us. So thank you. I appreciate that because I think not everyone listening has this experience, not yet but it's available to all of us. So by you sort of just exploring that and poking around in there, you know, at some of those little subtleties of what it's like when you're just improvising as a jazz musician. And, and I think it is important to know that those other thoughts are going to, you know, annoy you and frustrate you and distract you. They, they just do like, you know, feelings of nervousness or inadequacy or fear or all that other stuff like that stuff will, it's like, you can't think that just because you get those feelings that that means that you're not doing it right. So that's another thing to kind of keep in mind is that like you are going to have all those kind of negative, non-productive thoughts. Totally. And it doesn't mean that it's wrong. 
There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I think that's a huge part that honestly we'd be a little bit irresponsible if we didn't mention is that none of this is about negating or bypassing or not noticing and accepting what's real in our human personal experience. It's not, it's not about that. It's really about integrating and embracing all of them and allowing the pure presence part to shine through as the navigating force. I think that's, I think that's the key. Totally. Yeah. Okay, are you ready to create an experience? Okay, well, let's set this up a little bit. So listeners, here's what's going to happen. Uh, Mike's going to allow himself to just create from pure creativity. He's going to drop himself right into that stream of consciousness, easy peasy. And I have a sense that our conversation tonight is sort of going to inform whatever unfolds because it's a part of the energy that's creating the experience. So what we're going to do is I'm going to lead us into the experience with a little short guided meditation just to help us drop in and honestly to also give Mike the opportunity to get out of the mental space of the conversation and to just press pause for his benefit. And so Mike, you're going to just breathe along as I'm doing the little, a little guided process. And then, um, you'll be all set up at your keys and just dropping into that space and, then I'll, I'll guide to the place of, okay, now let's just continue to breathe in presence and Mike is going to allow the music to come, something like that, okay? And then when we're done, when you come to a completion on whatever is going to come through, mm-hmm. then we're just going to allow ourselves to be in silence for just a couple moments. So don't think that we've left the building. We're still here. Just breathe and allow yourself to be the observer, Allow yourselves as listeners to be the observer and to integrate the experience. And then Mike and I will come back together and we'll reflect a little bit on the experience. And then we will wrap this amazing episode up into a tidy bow and we'll go on our way. So here we go, listeners. I'd love everyone to just get comfortable and ready to receive this musical gift that's co-created for us all right here and right now. If you are driving while you're listening to this podcast, please be sure you stay alert. Or you could choose, if it's safe, to pull over and give yourself a gift of pause for this part of the show. If you're in a safe position to do so, go ahead now and close your eyes. Allow comfort in the body. Allow every breath to be an invitation to release and let go. Soften resistance, ease the tension, slow the breath down. And with gentle awareness, begin to lengthen the inhales and the exhales, dropping the breath down deep into the belly. Bring ease to your body. Bring ease to the experience. Presence is. We are presence. Become aware of the breath in your bodies, breathing you alive. Follow the breath. There's no efforting. 
There's no trying. There's just grace, grace and ease. Listen. Listen to the breath. Let go. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Listen to the sound of your breath breathing you alive. You are presence. Become the witness. Just observe the rise and the fall of your breath breathing you alive. Life-giving breath, each breath an affirmation of the creative force within. Here and now, breathing into the space of presence and person merged in harmonious union. Infinite self and earth self as one. All is well. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Just let go, allow. Be in receiving mode, being mode, breathing into timelessness, breathing into pure presence. We are more than these bodies. We are pure presence continue to breathe into the space and prepare to receive this gift of pure flowing streaming creativity from Mike as I minus I
Just giving ourselves a few moments here to be the observer. be the witness. And to allow the integration of that experience. Just coming in touch with the breath. And with each breath now, bringing yourselves a little more present, a little more awake, Consciously, purposefully sending the breath through the body. Just observe where you feel the music. What has that experience created inside of you? Coming awake in the breath. Let's flow some gratitude to Mike for entering into that space with us. Give gratitude for every single beautiful thing that has happened in his life that has allowed him to be who he is right now. To allow this stream of creativity to flow so freely Let's just flow gratitude and know that he's receiving these vibes, these waves of gratitude for this gift of sharing that he's putting out into the world for us all to receive. Mike, that was beautiful. So beautiful. Gosh. Like when I listen to your music, seriously, especially these pieces that are just straight up pure improvisation, they take me into that space where I go really, really fast. Like they just take me right there. And honestly, it's kind of hard to like even come back. You know, that was only probably a couple minutes. But it's like, that's that, that's that juicy zone that's just like, pff, who cares what else we talk about? Like this is just... Uh, in the space of expanded bliss, expanded presence. Mm. Similar experience for me. Like I said, it's, 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 um, I am playing more like just listening to what I'm playing rather than thinking, you know, and like I do have, you know, again, because I have musical training, I kind of know what I'm doing, you know? Yes theory or you know technique and all that stuff but like like that's those thoughts are very very distant it's it's a lot more about just like what was that and where does that go and mm -hmm. follow that and go here and do this and that and then end <laughs> so are you able now as that just happened you know did you have impressions that float in oftentimes when when channeling flows through me in the way of words and sometimes in a thing called light language um, that's sounds vibrations that come through vocally that we don't necessarily understand as a language that we recognize when that happens there will be different impressions 
I might see things or feel things. They're definitely in the periphery. They're like thread peripheries. Does that happen for you when this is happening? Do you feel a sense of the energy that's moving? Yeah, it's, you know, what's interesting. So you did, um, I've had this conversation, definitely other people about this. The short answer is actually no. And, and, but like, you know, if you're familiar with like more of like the, you know, the, I'm sure you're familiar with the Myers-Briggs kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So like I actually am more of a, a T type than an F type. So I'm not. Yep. So for those listening, T is thinker and F is feeler. So like, okay. and I know people that are intuitive feelers and I, you know, so I get the sense. I'm an intuitive feeler all the way. <laughs> I'll never ask you what you think about something. I'll always ask you what you feel about something. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. So that's a great question. And, but, but it's just, it's interesting because I just don't process it that way. Like that's, that's partly honestly why I ask people, other people, what impressions they're getting mm. Because like I don't necessarily know what it is. It's and I it feels right and I'm following it and I enjoy it and um but I don't necessarily get those kinds of feelings or impressions. Mm-hmm. In a way that's really beautiful. So if I'm channeling, receiving for a group and the group is listening, their first question, if it's someone that's new to it, is always what did that mean? And my answer is always, what did it mean to you? Yeah, right. Because if I, and, and eventually as we go into the conversation and we reflect longer, then I'm willing to share some of the other impressions and the other layers that come through for me at the same time. But I'm hesitant to deliver that right away because it literally cuts off another person's own autonomy and empowerment in the experience. What did it feel like to you? What did you see? What did you think about? What rose up in you? Because absolutely every impression is correct. Mm -hmm. And and we're all receiving exactly what we need to receive from the experience. And just because what I receive and what I see and feel is different from you or someone else doesn't make any one of us more right or more incorrect. It's, It's not about that. It's especially in this case, it's literally the music. That's why music is such an amazing language because it touches everyone. There's no one who is exempt from the language of music. It can transcend the language that we speak to each other and it can touch and go beyond in the ways that other forms of expression can't. And so that's the beauty of it is that the receiver literally can have their own experience and their experience is as valid as anyone else's, even if they're completely different. I might say that that just felt like this rush of elevation and this rush of confirmation and elevation of everything we talked about. That's sort of what that felt like to me. It was very, it was very active and it sort of felt like an activating integration. Someone else might listen and hear something completely different than that. And they're just as valid and just as accurate in their receiving as what I received. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I was going to mention, too, like even the titles that I come up with for these tracks, I don't really most of the time know what the title is until it's completely done. 
Because like the whole time I'm withholding judgment because like I I really don't know where this is going. I don't know, mm-hmm. know what is what is the thing that I'm gonna sense when I listen to it. You know, like something that I just did right then. I haven't listened to it except just the one time to play it. Like when I've, you know, by the time I've done producing a song, I've listened to it like hundreds and hundreds of times. Right. <laughs> a whole different thing, and like I can get a little bit of objectivity and go, okay. You know, I think I got a name for this one. But, mm-hmm. you know, again, that's like the opposite. I know of like how other things are written. You know, they there's an idea of like, OK, it's going to be this and it's going to be it's going to have this kind of feeling and it's going to go here. And, you know, that's I don't know. I'm just work the opposite. Yeah, it's a way of creating. We can't put a contextualization or a definition, you know, on creativity. I think that's the whole point of this show is that I hope when people listen to our conversation, to any of the conversations that I'm having with other guests on the show, that the whole idea is to break free. It's that limitlessness, you know, that limitlessness. That's why limitless expression is is part of how I describe the show. Breaking all boundaries and just allowing the process to reveal itself as it's going to. There was something, I think that I, again, I've always been a student of other artists and musicians and things, and I've always been interested in their processes too. And, you know, and maybe part of my rationale for that was like, well, I wonder what the thing is that people do. And so like, after studying these people forever and ever and ever, like there's no one thing that people do. It's like every single thing is a different story. Yeah. Like how this, you know, this kind of sound came out or this song or this whatever it's like it's all different so i think that was i think maybe to your point like is it was actually a freeing thing to realize that like to say okay there's no real particular method that i need to follow in order to make music so like why don't i just use like the thing that makes sense to me and it might be different than what other people are doing but you know good (laughs) exactly that's it good there's enough room for everyone's uniqueness. You know, I think that that's, that's another really important thing. It's like in this energy of presence consciousness, there's also a oneness quality to that. But we're not meant to just bypass everything else and be like, well, we're all one, so nothing else matters. That's not the point. We're here having the human experience. And so the uniqueness of what each of us brings, that's what adds the texture and the color and the flavor And it's so beautiful when we can actually invite and encourage and embrace that rather than trying to put everything in such small boxes and containers. I'm a a container breaker, like, you know, break free. That's, yeah. And that all kind of destroys the ego too in mm -hmm. that it's like it, it, like you literally can't say that like one expression is better than another no or right or wrong or whatever you know and it's an interesting thing the conversation of ego to that I won't go on long but that's another like I feel like ego gets a bad rap sometimes if we can look at it from the standpoint of personality self the ego is a part of us we're not going to get rid of it it's not really meant to be diminished it's actually meant to be embraced and informed by presence And so when that merging happens and it's not an opposition, but a merging, that's what makes the difference. That's what turns ego into our ally instead of our enemy. I think that that's, that's an important distinction. You know, we're not really here to dismiss our ego 
We're here to transcend ego in the way that it keeps us from being who we really are. So I'm going to actually, I'm going to actually ask you on that because this, I actually want your thoughts on this because like, I kind of know what I mean by I minus I, like I know what minus I means. It's like really kind of about getting yourself out of the way, all your preconceptions and all your um, conditionings, I guess, um, setting those aside. So like, and I've had this conversation, like, and in, in even as it touches the ego, it's not necessarily a bad thing. How would you say, like, so if, what is it, the thing that we're getting out of the way when we're being creative? Like, what's the minus part to you? The minus part is definitely those parts of us that diminish ourselves, that, that, you know, the negative self-talk, the, the parts of ourselves that, that self-sabotage, that hold us back from being who we really are. Um, you know, I don't perceive in your I minus I that it's I as presence minus I as person and that only presence is. That actually would be so contradictory to what you're really trying to convey. And so I feel like the, the, the I presence minus I temporary transient self is really that part of myself that would stand in the way of me recognizing my true brilliance, not from an ego standpoint, but from a pure presence standpoint. If you understand what presence is, if you really understand what presence is, that's the essence of who and what we are. It doesn't matter what your beliefs are. It doesn't matter where you come from. And there would be people that would enter into the conversation with me here who, and you might even enter in here and say, well, you know, are you trying to make it be about a higher power or something like that? But every time we get into a conversation that's like that, it's like we are, we're distinguishing in a way that we, we all want to line up with separation so much. It's another container and it's another box. And to really understand presence means embodiment. It means allness. It's like if I were doing your equation, I might say I minus I equals all. Not something less, but something more. And so the, the minus I part is those parts of ourselves that we would allow to hold us back, to diminish us, to make us feel less than. Yeah, along those lines, I think I had touched on this before. It's like the, it's the, um, it's the conditionings that we've had that make us focus on things like, like um, self-judgment and measuring. Yes. That's what I mean by diminishment. You know, when we, when a part of ourselves steps in and said, you're says, you're not worthy, you are undeserving, you're not good enough, you know, you're not cool enough, you're not hip enough, you're not young enough, you're not old enough, you're not wise enough, you know, all of those kinds of things. That's, there's no place for that in, in honoring our true nature. Right. Cool. Well, thank you for working that out with me. <laughs> yeah. I minus I equals true nature. That's, that's another. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. You could play with that. That would be kind of fun. You could have taglines that you could invite people like, what is I minus I to you? And ask them to, you know, in a word or two words, what is that? 
occasionally just from close friends, you know, they'll ask, ask me like in, in, you know, like, are you saying this? And I'm like, oh, I'm not really saying that. And yeah. But I, I like, kind of like it. It creates conversation. Exactly. Back when we started the conversation tonight in the introduction, I said his musical artist name is I minus I. Curious, right? Because it is. It's curious. To me too, but I like it, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's actually a cool element of it is you know what it is for you. It's just like your music. You want your music to speak to everyone in the way that it meets their uniqueness. And your name reflects the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's powerful. Cool. I like it. Yay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think it's time for the wrapping up in a tidy bow part for this time. I mean, we just downloaded a whole bunch there, but Mike... As we do close, is there anything that you want the listeners to take with them that you feel really helps them to embrace their creativity? Yeah, like it's it's you kind of touched on it. I think it's really just yeah, an acknowledgement that it that it truly is there all the time. It's for everybody. It's um like you know like one of my one of my little taglines. It's it's always there. It's like uh it's uh effortless, it's limitless, and it's timeless. You know, it's it's I know what it is. Your tagline is constant creativity. Yeah, constant creativity. I love that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, it's constant and uh, limitless and effortless when you're in the flow. And so that's true for every person. And the only reason you may not be operating in that is because you're still, you know, just not aware or something. Right. And the only thing that stands between you and the awareness is flipping the switch, deciding. Yeah, yeah. And and that whole thing of just allowing yourself and like having the humility, I guess, to, you know, to let yourself not come up with per- perfect material, you know, um, to run the risk of maybe looking foolish, you know, all those kinds of things. Like that's, that's what you're going to have to live with that's that becomes part of the lifestyle then but that's like all good it is it's all good thank you so much mike give everyone your website let's do that okay the website it's pretty easy to remember it's mikebardenmusic.com perfect that'll kind of like that'll show you all of my old material under mike barden there's also going to be a tab there for i minus i and then once you get in there, you'll have links to the Instagram page and the YouTube page. The The thing that I'd really like people to interact with is I'm probably most active on Instagram. So I'm like putting stuff there pretty much every single day. So if you just want a daily, you know, dose of like, you know, what's going through my head that day, that's the best thing to do, you know. And yeah, I could, I'd really like for people to interact with this YouTube stuff and just make comments and ask questions. That would be awesome. Very good. So that's right. We gave you homework, everybody. Remember, you're supposed to go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, and then immerse in all the videos and offer up your reflections to Mike on how you're feeling about the music or how you're thinking, depending on if you're an F or a T. So all of that information will be tidied up for you in the show notes. You can go to our website, 
where we host our podcast network shows. That website is lovingawareness.org, and you can just go to the podcast tab and go to this episode of Inside Creativity with Mike Barden, and you will find all the good stuff. It'll all be right there. Thank you so much for tuning in to Inside Creativity. This is Savi Ma, wishing you worlds of presence as you witness the creative force alive. Take care, be well, and may the creative force be with you. (laughs) We're listening to Emergence by Mike Barden as I minus I. journey into the art of limitless expression and exploring the creative force is a part of the Loving Awareness Podcast Network, a co-creative collection of high-vibe, consciousness-raising podcasts that serve to awaken and elevate our human spirit as we come home to our source nature within. Inside Creativity and all Loving Awareness Podcast Network shows can be found at lovingawareness.org slash podcast as well as on all the major streaming platforms thank you for listening if you like what you hear please share us excitedly with your friends <laughs>